Welcome back to No More Conversations. I'm excited about this one tonight. It's a short one, but a good one. Fired up. So tonight's topic is going to be about perception. Perception is a fascinating subject to me because it's unique to everyone. It's like a fingerprint. Everybody's got one, but it's not exactly the same. From a distance, it might look very similar to the person next to you, but once you start peeling back the layers, it's actually unique just to you. And for the majority of my life, I've heard the term that perception is reality. But I've had to challenge that. I don't think perception is reality. Perception is literally just perception. Until you have some level of overlap. You can have your perception and I can have my perception, but we're not going to get to a reality until we can agree on something. That's it. That's the only time that you're going to get a bit of reality. Uh, But perception is a fascinating thing because... It's basically an opinion. Until you get an overlap with someone who agrees with you, then you can kind of get closer to the reality of the situation. But until then, it's just an opinion. And the fascinating part is we know this. We say, well, this is my perception. This is my opinion. And since it's unique to us like a fingerprint, it's, it's so fascinating to me that when someone else expresses a different perception that we have a hard time hearing something different than what's familiar to us and that and that's just i think that's a kind of a a common barrier that that's that that comes with with you know being human it's just part of human nature it's like i know i have my unique fingerprint And I know you have your unique fingerprint. But the second that your fingerprint starts to interfere with how I see my fingerprint, then we've got a problem. It's like, and it's it's easier to come to a level of overlap to get to the reality of the situation when you have something tangible. Let's say you have some executive of a car company says, I want to develop a new sedan for the 2021 year. And it'd probably be like for the 2025 year, of course, because there's development time and design and all that good stuff. But let's say he wants to develop a design. And then you've got Bobby and Timmy. They both hear the executive say, yeah, I want to develop a new sedan. So they both, Bobby and Timmy, go back to their separate desk and they come up with their own versions of what they thought the boss meant. And they collaborate, they come together and say, okay, yeah, we like this, we don't like that, and they refine it. And that's why then you finally arrive at a final solution because you had some level of overlap. And that a lot of that overlap, to get closer to to uh, being in a cohesive state with the people around us comes in like the language that we use. So if the executive of the car company says, you know, like, hey, I want to design a car and or a sedan to be more specific, Timmy and Bobby aren't going to come back with a design of a truck. 
unless they're not happy where they work or they are really just trying to push their own agenda. But both of them are going to come back with some version of a sedan, a four-door car, uh, not, not a van, not a, not a, um, a sports utility vehicle. It's going to be a, uh, it's going to be a, a, a sedan. And so I think that's where language becomes really, really important so we can get more overlap within our separate perceptions. But the fascinating thing to me is why we constantly feel the need to be so defensive about different perceptions. And so I was thinking about this, and I think what it boils down to is that perception for us the, the ability to have a perception and, and creating a framework for an idea or a concept, it gives us some sense of security. It gives us something firm to stand on because we're constantly using our perception in everyday life in it. And we constantly use it and it, therefore it gives us a, a form of safety. For instance, if you're a you're about to make a left-hand turn and you've got oncoming traffic to gauge. You've got to rely on your perception quite a bit. You've got to correctly gauge the speed of the cars coming at you and if there's enough space to turn in between two vehicles that might be coming in at various speeds. Now, You've been able to do this successfully dozens and dozens, if not hundreds and hundreds of times. So there you can start to rely on your perception. You've made that turn a number of times, therefore you feel safe. That perception that you have is keeping you physically safe. And so you know you can trust it. But I think our brain has a hard time when it comes to processing physical safety and separating that from emotional safety. Uh, I, I think the body has a similar response. So if you see that a car is coming too fast and you've, and you've already made the decision to turn and turn across that lane, your heart rate's probably going to raise, you're, you're going to react a little faster, your eyes are going to dilate. And the same thing happens when you have someone who just presents a different idea to you. There is no physical danger, but literally having a different perception can cause your heart rate to rise. It can cause your palms to be sweaty. It can make your eyes dilate, make you anxious, make you want to respond quicker. But there is no physical danger there. It's literally all... Maybe what could be perceived emotional danger. So that's the fascinating part. And I think that's why we have such a hard time uh, with communicating with someone who has a different perception of us. Because we correlate perception to safety. Because we're constantly using our perception. And the more we use it, the more we rely on it and consider that to be our safe space. So if our safe space if our safe space is challenged, then we're going to tense up whether that be physical or emotional. 
it's a perceived threat to a comfortable space. And I think that's largely the, the biggest reason why we have a hard time with hearing new ideas. Because the better response is to walk around knowing that your perception is only unique to you. And luckily, most of the time, we don't have to dig too deep into how, why our perception is what it is. You know, everyone stops. The majority of people will stop at red lights and go at green lights. And we can all kind of agree that, you know, certain color stop, certain color streetlights mean certain things. And we all agree on that. So our perception is accurate. You know, if there's someone who's colorblind, they've had to make a few extra adjustments and do a few more personal internal calibrations to understand the difference between the lights. And they can just, they don't rely maybe on the actual color so much, but the placement. Red's always going to be at the top of the light. Green's always going to be at the bottom of the light. So I think we can all do a little better if we walk around knowing that every process that we have about who we're engaging with, who we're engaging with, or what activity we're doing is is unique to us and the majority of the time it's acceptable our perceptions are deemed perceptible because we're not having any type of friction from the other side but i think it, we could all do a little good if we realize that our perceptions are unique to us and someone might counter them and that's okay so when we meet someone who has a different perception than we do Rather than being defensive, we can rewire our software to be curious instead of defensive. It's like, oh, well, that's an interesting perspective that you have. That's an interesting opinion. That's uh, different than how I would think about it. Can you tell me a little more about how you arrived at that and why it makes sense to you? So if we can approach uh, counter arguments and counter positions and counter perceptions with a mind of curiosity rather than defense, then we can continue to grow conversations and grow our relationships with the people that we're talking to. Uh, that's a fascinating. That's a fascinating concept. I'm definitely going to marinate on it more, but it's all about, I think, curiosity and knowing that we all have a uh, that that we correlate perception to safety, and if we can deem that there is no physical safety to be challenged, then we should be we should train ourselves to be more comfortable with our emotional safety being challenged. That's, that's going to make us stronger. It's going to make us better. And that can be a scary thing. Uh, there's, you know, the terms called gaslighting and, and, and other manipulative behaviors that maybe people might use, which are definitely not good. But I think we have a responsibility to ourselves to be, be more open to being, to having our emotional safety challenged. And that's going to come with, you know, mostly just through conversations and challenging the things that we believe. And even though what I believe might be shared with my close friends and my family, someone who doesn't know me may have something different to bring to the table. And rather being defensive, I should 
be able to break down those barriers and be more curious about where they're coming from, why they think the way they do, and how they've used that perception to move through life and how they've been able to use it to grow. And then we can add maybe some of what they've learned to our toolkit to make us better and perhaps use on our personal journey. Well, that's all I got for you tonight on perception. Uh, I hope to have a couple of guests, exciting guests for you here uh, the next time. So uh, I hope you enjoyed the podcast and we'll see you next time. Thanks.